But right now, this is a name, not a famous person, not a celebrity, but I would say infamous in Winnipeg to an extent. Faces in the Barber's Mirror. This is stories from my chair from Don Fontaine, the late Don Fontaine, a barber for 51 years in our city, and he wasn't able to finish this book. So his family finished it on his behalf. And joining me now, we have Miles Fontaine, his son. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. To be able to sit here, give me this book, put the book in my hands, put the book in somebody's hands, and then be talking about your dad and his stories. What's that like for you? Uh, it's a pretty amazing experience. Uh, it's, it's nice to see it fully come together. Uh, and it's definitely a proud moment, you know, proud of my father for, for putting all that work in. When you first got this book in your hands, what was that like? Uh, well, it was, it was right after my father's funeral, we printed 10. So, I mean, it was obviously a very emotional time, but it was, it was pretty incredible to, to see the amount he actually wrote. You know, I mean, I think you never, I did, I didn't really, my dad was never a writer. Mm-hmm. So to see that he actually accomplished that that much and and how great it was, again, like it was just a really proud, proud feeling. He might not be a writer, but as a barber for fifty one years, getting clients to come back and stay with him, it's not just his his barber skills that would get people to stay. It would be his storytelling and probably his listening. He probably listened more than anything. Hundred percent. Yeah, he was a really charismatic man. Mm-hmm. So and he loved people. And uh, you're right. He was he was a storyteller. He was always a really, you know, a passionate storyteller. Mm-hmm. And if you had a story, he always encouraged you to tell the story. And you know? so there might be Winnipegger's stories in this book. That well, I'm there holding. definitely is. It's all it's all nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 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 true stories uh, from his life as a barber and beyond. And uh, a lot of the, you know, we contacted all the customers because, you know, it's it's tough to even call them customers anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these people had come to see my dad when they were 12 years old and then for 51 years, like, remained going, you know, mm-hmm. faithfully seeing my dad for haircuts. Jeff Courier was telling me about his friend Ken yeah. who saw him right from high school right on. Yeah, exactly. And he wouldn't see anybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the common thread? Why are people saying, I would not go to any other barber except Don Fontaine? I think it's probably because his his most special quality, which was he saw he saw your strengths and he saw your your qualities and he was somebody who would magnify them. He was mm-hmm. somebody who would just make people feel good about themselves. I think oh well, I know that in meeting all of his customers through the years and especially now working on this book project, uh, the common theme that we heard a lot was just that these customers left his chair feeling like a million bucks. They left his chair feeling like they're on top of the world. And sure, they had a great haircut and they looked good, but it was more because of the way my dad made you feel. And he did it sincerely and honestly. Like so. Did you hang out in the barbershop when you were a kid? When we were young, yeah, yeah. What, what memories do you have from there that stick out? Uh, well, I, I'm, I can actually visually kind of remember the one shop. Um, but I just, just remember like all the laughter, all the talking, the mm-hmm. laughter, the friendships. My dad always wanted to introduce me to the client that was leaving and the client that was coming in before and after my haircut and, and just all the, you know, these people, my father meant a lot to these people. So you kind of didn't really realize it because I guess you do develop this close connection with your barber and you divulge things to them and, and you have open conversations to me. 
I mean, he was just my father, right? So I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't have that connection with a barber. But he must have been a superhero too, because that's what your dad is. Well, no, yeah, but I just mean like that connection <laughs> yeah. with a barber I didn't have because my barber was my father, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, like to have that connection with a complete who cuts your stranger. hair now. Well, now I go to uh, the Loving Barbers uh, on Osborne, and I see a guy by the name of Jeff. And uh, it was a tough road to find a new a new barber mm-hmm. because, you know, the same reason that uh, everyone followed my father was the same reason I love going there, you know, and, and even because it was different than when you're spending time over dinner. It was a mm-hmm. different kind of connection when you're getting your hair cut. We would talk a little bit differently and, and maybe even closer. You know, from the the previous guest who was just here, Elizabeth Spence, and then now from Miles Fontaine sharing the story of his father, Barbara, for 51 years in our city, Don Fontaine, he starts writing a book, Faces in the Barber's Mirror. He doesn't live to finish the book, and then his family takes over. But what we see from your story, from Elizabeth's story, these ordinary moments, these things that we look at as ordinary in life, they Mm -hmm. can be so much more extraordinary. We underestimate them so Mm -hmm. often. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A barber, right? Yeah, yeah. And when, the connections. When your father, at what point did he stop this book? At what point could he no longer continue? Well, that was probably the most amazing part is that, uh, so just to clarify, he did finish all the stories. He wrote all of it. But mm-hmm. where where we took over was getting the book edited, getting the book uh, printed, basically self-publishing the book. Uh, he was never able to see the bound copy, but he was able to see the manuscripts, and he selected the cover and the back cover. Oh, and it's great, the back cover. Yeah. He looks like the old-time barber. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's That That was, like, what he was going for, the look. I mean, uh, yeah, so, so and, and in saying that, the, the most amazing part, I think he gained strength from it. My dad was in the palliative care mm-hmm. at St. Boniface Hospital, and uh, he was ill, and, and, you know, he knew that he was he was passing, and, uh, but he gained like strength from, from writing this book and from, from kind of getting all of us to, to rally around him and, and help. Did he start him. while he was sick? He started. Yeah. That's, that's almost how it started was he moved home from barbering, uh, against his best wishes probably, but because he, his health was declining. Mm-hmm. So he still cut some hair at home, but it was more of a social thing. It was more just kind of being around people cause he loved that. And then he started writing as a hobby. And that quickly evolved into more of a passion. And then this dream of writing a book came and, and he would just never lost focus of that. He was going to write a book. So, and he did. Do you ever think, Are you? because this is me, I always have yeah. to think bigger, bigger. Do you ever think, wow, what a great movie this would be or what a great TV series this would be? Uh, yeah, I could see TV series, but you know what I all, I think every time I read is I, I wish he would have started writing earlier because mm-hmm. I think he had a gift for writing. Cause like we say, he was, he was, uh, he was a great storyteller. He was a natural storyteller. He loves public speaking and he liked being around people. And I think if he would have started earlier, he could have polished the skill even more and more. And who knows, we might be holding three books, right? So other than this great skill that you learned about your father that mm-hmm. he probably never even knew he had. What do you think is the biggest thing you learned about your father that you never knew until you read the book? Um, I would say probably just the, the fact of how many, like how, what he meant to so many people, mm-hmm. what he meant to them. Mm-hmm. Um, he was there like a confidant. He was a, a good friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stopped calling them customers, you know, because they were just, so I, I guess I was amazed to find out how, 
how close he was to all these people, to all these friends of his that he cut hair. It's so funny. Again, it goes right back to the other guest, and it goes back to what Miles is telling us right now about his father, Donald. Like, we have all these businesses trying to see, you know, how can we make the most money? What's the best way to market? What's the best way to reach people through social media? What's the best way? And it just seems as though when people are most organic and most honest and most true and kind, that's when people are attracted to them. Oh, for sure. And that's where connections are made. Yeah. People might recognize, like, my father was, uh, he, like, he was a very personable man. He was in the Skywalk uh, at the Cargill building uh, at his last shop. And and as, you know, you say via the, the picture on the back, he looks like a barber. Right? Yes. And he wears the suspenders. He's got the bow tie. And he would stand outside the shop and he would try and, he would make sure he could say hi to absolutely everybody and try and make eye contact and make people feel good and and uh, that's just who he was. So I'm Did sure he a read lot of books people... on business or that was just an organic, he knew what he was doing? I think it was just part of his personality, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he wasn't really, a, you know, a, a business-minded person as much as I think he just, he had a, he, he was just human-minded. Loved, yeah, he loved people, yeah. Right now, we're speaking with the son of, perhaps you know this man, because all of Winnipeg seems to, for 51 years, he was a barber and not just a barber but a beloved person to customers turned treasured friends i'm talking about don fontaine he wrote a book when he got sick faces in the barber's mirror stories from my chair by don fontaine his family finished the project for him to bound the book get it all together his son miles is with us right now you Got to cut your dad's hair. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? Uh, well, I was nervous the first time, but yeah, my dad, uh, when he moved home mm-hmm. uh, in 2013 because of his health, uh, I think at the time what the the going thing is the hairdressers and the barbers would just trade services. So one guy would cut each other's hair. So uh, he had no one to cut his hair, and I, I volunteered to uh, to learn. So over the course of a few years, he taught me how to cut his hair and and uh, even offered to have some of my friends come by for free haircuts and that I could cut their hair, and he would watch over. And if anything went wrong, he'd correct it. So, uh, so yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a good experience because it was, again, it was just more bonding experience. I mean, if you think about it, my dad had a little bit longer hair, and a haircut might take half an hour for regular, mm-hmm. it, I remember my first one that I did for him was two hours. So wow, it took some time. Yeah, I was a little bit maybe cutting a little too one hair at too a time. Conservative, yeah, exactly. What's your favorite memory with your father? Oh, I I would honestly, I mean, at risk of of, of staying on it, but it was just all the haircuts mm-hmm. because those are the times that it was just you and him, and it was just me and him, and we would just talk. Uh, so a lot of things, like I say, different conversations came up different than it would be at a family dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, the dynamic was just different. It was more about you would, you could share and talk a little more freely. So I would Can say you that. imagine if there were social media at the time when your father started, it would change everything because people would be on their phones looking at that. But maybe he yeah. also, once it even got to that point, I imagine that people weren't sitting there with their phones. They were sitting there and talking with him. Well, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think he always had magazines around in the shops and but I don't remember ever in going in all the years going to the shops and seeing his customers I don't remember any of them looking through these magazines I guess they were just there anyhow but they were always talking and I think a lot of times today when parents come home from work kids see a stressed parent or a parent they might not see their parent because they don't have time for them 
thinking back, what was your dad like when he came home from work? Because all of his customers slash treasured friends know him as this great fun guy. And I wonder how much that translated when he came home. What was he like when he, he came home? He always tried to be the exact same, the, yeah. that great fun guy. Uh, you know, for he would come home late sometimes. And, uh, you know, I remember as a young, young child, if you were already in bed at that time, he would come in there and he'd play all these games. He was always the life of the party at like the children's birthday parties and trying mm-hmm. to make everyone laugh. And, and uh, he, like he had a very big personality. So when he came home, he was still that same way still. And, and I think he, he took a lot of those. I think he had more life lessons because he listened to all these other people's lives and their situations. Mm -hmm. So he had a lot more life lessons to pass on to us, even though he didn't maybe live all of them, but he had seen how they affected other people. He should have had a radio talk show. Maybe he could have helped. (laughs) If you're just joining us, Miles Fontaine did something that I don't know along with his family, I don't know how many families get the opportunity to do this, got to make his late father's biggest dream come to life. It's the book Faces in the Barber's Mirror, Stories from My Chair by Don Fontaine, a barber in our city for 51 years. Who holds a job for 51 years? Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite story from the book? I would say uh, there's a story called The Tinkle Courage. Mm Mm-hmm. My dad used to talk about one of his close personal friends that was a barber with him uh, back in the 70s and 80s. And unfortunately, this man passed before I was able to meet him. But uh, I heard a lot of stories about him. So he, uh, there's a story about him in there that I really like. Just because I, 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 I knew my dad looked highly uh, upon him and, and held him in high regard. So mm-hmm. reading that story is pretty, uh, pretty neat to learn a little bit more about that man. This book is more than just a book. It's it's a legacy. It's it's many things to you. What how would you describe this book to you? Um this book is an opportunity to to like you say to make our father's dream true uh come to life and it was an opportunity to uh to give back to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he obviously as your father, he gives so much. So You're not just giving back to him with this book. It's though. true. But, you know, that was, I know how proud he would be and how happy he would be to have, uh, you know, this book in in people's hands and a lot of his customers, friends, family, but complete strangers. He he would love that, you know, that this book had finally got out there because he saw that it was going to happen. And to him, he was determined it was going to happen either way. So Did he know that there were going to be... Um, some proceeds from this book going to help others as well? No, that's something as a family that we made that decision later on uh, just because it just made sense. Uh, My dad was in palliative at St. Boniface and when he was at home and we were caring for him, it was, I mean, it's just like any family, it's very tough uh, getting the medications right and everything. And then when we got a bed at palliative St. Boniface, it was like a life changer. We could focus on spending time with them, making new memories, laughing about old memories. So the gift they gave our family, the gift they gave my father was invaluable. So $2 from every book. Uh, we're glad and, and proud to give back uh, to Palliative here in the city uh, from every book that we sell forever. So as long as this book will be successful, we'll always be giving back to them. Do you remember the last haircut you got from your dad? I do. What yeah. was that? Tell us about it. Well, I think, I mean, at that point, my dad was on home oxygen uh, and, you know, being on his feet was tough. Um, so I do remember it just, you know, being a little bit different than than the mm-hmm. other haircuts. Um, and you could tell that, 
you know, this might, he didn't know at the time because, because mm-hmm. he was getting, the illness was kind of faster near the end. Uh, but I also remember the last time I got to cut his hair was at the hospital. So uh, brought all the tools from his shop uh, into the hospital and uh, my brother gave him a nice shave and uh, I was able to give him a haircut under his direction still because he was... Of course. Yeah, he was... Even though he had taught me everything, he was still pretty particular about how I did it though, so... Well, I don't know your father. I never met him, but I have a feeling that you got storytelling from him. Yeah, well... So well done. Thank you. Very good. If people want to get their hands on Faces in the Barber's Mirror, what do they need to know? They need to know uh, the book is available at McNally Robinson on Grant. Uh, We're having a formal book launch for the book uh, this Sunday, April 10th at 2 p.m. And the book is also available online through McNally. So if you know somebody in Canada or the U.S. or I And you might even be in the book. Yeah, you might be. Yeah, and and there were, we have had orders from California and I was just telling. Australia? Yeah, we had one order from Australia already. So it's pretty exciting. Um, So, and also if you're interested... Uh, there is also an email for the uh, for the book. It's faces in the barber's mirror at gmail.com. So if you have a barber shop or a hair salon and you think you might want to sell the book, there's an opportunity to do that. Contact us. Miles Fontaine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.